0: Hello there, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Norton. Here in episode 23, I'm going to chat with Patrick Cassell about how to make time for vacation in your private practice. Let's get started. Have you been wanting to start your private practice, but you can't seem to take that first step? Maybe you're afraid of failure or lack confidence, or maybe the idea of running your own practice is overwhelming. I'm Cindy Norton, owner of Mountain Practice Journeys, and I help therapists and counselors to love the business side of private practice. I'll share with you practical skills and advice, along with a healthy dose of inspiration so that you can be on your way to the practice of your dreams. Put on your hiking boots and let's get going. Hey, welcome everyone back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm here again with Patrick Casal, and uh, we are going to be talking today about how to make time for vacation in your private practice, because I think that's such an important topic. And if you um, have been listening to the podcast, you know that Patrick was here on episode four, and we talked about when is the right time to leave your agency job. Um, So if you haven't checked that out, um, be sure and go back and listen. But welcome, Patrick.
1: Thanks, Cindy. And thanks for having me back on here again. Um, And I think this is a really important topic to talk about within the helping profession community, because there's a lot of guilt that still comes up when we talk about stepping away from our businesses.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So I know that, well, we're going to cover probably all the common questions that you get, like, oh, how do I actually make time? Like, how do I save the money? What do I do with my clients? Um, But just thinking about maybe talking about the why it's important that we, especially as therapists, make time to step away from our job, which is so emotionally taxing at times.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point. And that's something that We preach, but we don't practice very often in terms of actually having a work-life balance and stepping away. Our jobs require us to be present and to absorb energy all the time. And I think over this past year in particular, it's become very apparent that therapist burnout is just rampant throughout the field and people are feeling really run down and even considering getting out of the field. And I think that's really sad to see, but also really understandable why people are feeling the way that they're feeling. And I know for myself and for many people when they're at an agency job, you know, it's always talked about, right? Like practice self-care and, and do it as much as possible. But then maybe you put your paid time off request in and it's rejected or you're made to feel guilty because you don't have enough coverage. Or you're still getting calls and emails and texts while you're away. I definitely experienced that a lot. And I think that follows us into our private practice journeys because we are kind of conditioned to believe that we can't step away, that our clients need us too much, that if we step away, we'll never get a call again, or we'll lose our entire caseload. And I know for a fact that a lot of us tend to work while we're away too, so we never fully disconnect or separate. And I think that's really challenging when we're trying to tell our clients like, hey, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of your mental health, your physical health. You need to take these breaks or take care of you and do the things that feel energizing and rejuvenating. And then we don't do it ourselves. Um, And I think that's really problematic in, in in our field in general. And I think that it's cultural, like we have to think about the way we work with people. And I always think about like, this This comment is gonna get a lot of heat because it always does, but I always think about our jobs as working ourselves out of a job and not necessarily being involved in our clients' lives for the rest of their lives. I think that we should be working to create coping skills and Tool belt or tool kits in their that's not the right word <laughs> tools in their tool belt, essentially to say like, yeah, I'm struggling, but I know what to do now to at least manage my symptoms or lessen the acuity or the sharpness that they have
0: yeah, I think that's so important and I love what you mentioned earlier that especially those of us uh, that worked in different agency jobs and even if we had careers before being a therapist, sometimes just jobs in general, make you feel guilty for taking time off, even though you have earned that vacation time. It's like, oh, but we really need you here. And, um, you know, you can't be taken off at a time like this, Uh, you know, the clients are going to suffer and it's, it's just made to, um, to condition that. So when we do go into private practice, even though no one's placing that guilt on us, because we're the ones that get to design our practice, we get to decide, um, when we take time off and but that that does follow us and sometimes we can still have that guilt in in taking care of ourselves which is really sad because like you said this is something that we teach our clients to do but we're not doing it for ourselves and i think there's something really wrong with that if you're a therapist and you're not taking care of yourself, but you're talking to your clients about how important it is to to take care of themselves. And especially in private practice, there's no one stopping you from taking a vacation. Um, And it's not like you have to take this extravagant vacation that's thousands of dollars. Like I understand, especially starting out, you may not have any money for a vacation, but even being able to take a week off And be at home, like do do some things locally. Like that's so important to to just rejuvenate you and to keep you from getting burnt out.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely really well said. And you're right, like at first, right? We're not gonna be able to take extravagant vacations or maybe 10 to 12 weeks off initially. Like I take 12 weeks off and people are always like, how the hell do you do that? And I think building in a week off at least every other month is really important, even if that doesn't mean that you're going away, but you're stepping away. And I also think that by creating space in our schedules, we can focus on optimi- optimizing our business, getting more clarity in how we want to proceed, and really kind of having more intentionality and not always operating from panic or anxiety or overwhelm. And You know, I think when I do my coaching, my first week of the course that I teach, we talk about what your ideal private practice looks like. And so many therapists respond to my question about how much time off would you like to have with like "Ah, two to three weeks. That's all I get now. And I think that's okay. And I'm like, no, let's be shooting for eight at least. And we have to have an understanding of how to build that in to our business model and to our budget. Uh, because I think a lot of people kind of just fly by the seat of their pants sometimes and don't really understand how to plan accordingly for that because they never had to. So what I like to think about is like, we need to know two different numbers financially. We need to know what we need to make to pay the bills and survive. We also need to know what our goals are that we're working towards. And if you want to take eight weeks off a year and make, let's say, $100,000, we essentially need to make $100,000 in 44 weeks, then, so that we can distribute it evenly throughout 52 weeks, so that we can take time off, sick days, go to trainings, mental health days, um, and actual vacations without feeling overwhelmed or fearful that the money's not going to be there.
0: Yeah, I think a little bit of planning goes a long way uh, because, like you said, sometimes we just get on autopilot and it's like, okay. I'm working this week, I'm seeing X number of clients. So I do that every week. And that's the money I make versus looking at how much uh, how much you want to take off for vacation. And like you said, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, this is what was given to me at my job. So that must be the, the right amount. And it's like, no, it can be anything that you want it to be. It can be six weeks it can be eight it can be 10 it can be 12 it could be you know you could take months off at a time just you can design your practice however you want to like it's there's not a certain way that it needs to look and whatever it is you can make that happen and it does i know that a lot of times we can get a little nervous looking at finances and things like that but it doesn't take a lot to incorporate that vacation time because i love the example that you gave uh You know, we need to look at uh, how much money do I want to make? How much time do I need to take off and um, spread it out? So whenever you are taking that two or three week vacation, you don't feel like, oh, I don't have any money coming in. Um, And it can be sometimes it can be as simple as raising your rates, five or ten dollars, and that's going to cover your vacations throughout the year. You know, it can be a little change like that that can make a really big difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think by understanding that too, we also start to understand what we want our rates to be or what they need to be. Because if we say like, I want to make this amount of money, take this amount of time off, we start to understand how many clients a week do I need to see at what amount of money. And that's how we kind of start to conceptualize that, which I don't think we always do a good job of at first. We're just like, I want to get out of my agency job. I'll, I'll see people for whatever amount at whatever time of the day. And I know this feels very privileged to talk about incorporating and taking more time off. And even taking 12 weeks off seems ludicrous to a lot of people. But that didn't happen overnight either. That was like, I'm planning for this. This is what I value. Time away, time to recharge and to have movement and freedom. I think that's why we get into small business ownership and out of um, kind of, quote unquote, like corporate America, so to speak. So what I like to tell people and a common question is like, If I step away, my clients will leave. If I step away, I'll never get a new call again. And that's really not the reality. I like to talk about the fact that I take 12 weeks off a year during the initial phone consult, then throughout the therapeutic relationship and also in my informed consent. So that means that if my clients need someone who's more available, then I will refer them to someone who's more available. And then we start to talk about like, every month or every two months, like, Hey, I'm going to be gone from this time to this time. Would you like me to give you the names of two or three clinicians in town who are taking new clients? Do you want to be working with someone who is more available in the office? I let it be up to them. I don't dictate their choice or their decision. And in the last four years, I've taken endless vacations. I just got back from being off for three weeks And I didn't lose a single client because we talk about it. We have transparent communication about it. And I recognize that there are certain acuity levels. Like if I'm always working with people who are actively suicidal or higher acuity, you know, in active addiction, maybe you need to tailor that, but that doesn't mean you can't step away. You just need to have good crisis plans in place and you need to maybe potentially have some good referral sources to either work in collaboration with or to have as a backup plan.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so important that no matter the acuity level of your clients, you, and it's probably that you need that vacation more if you're working with high acuity clients, because you're, you know, you're taking on so much and, and, I think that's a great way because me as a therapist I my clients they would be totally fine if I went somewhere for a month like they're they're going to be okay but I realize that each therapist sees a different type of client and they may have um clients with higher acuity but Being able to have that plan in place, and I think it's so important what you talked about is letting your clients know in that initial phone consultation, and that takes so much pressure off because they already know and they can make that informed consent. Like, do I want to work with a therapist that may be on vacation a lot that that's really taking care of themselves? Am I going to be okay a few times a year? When they're gone for two or three weeks, Um, is that going to work for me? And they get to make that decision. And I think that's great because you're not losing clients because of your vacation. Now, if you had never talked about that with them and they're needing weekly sessions all year, then, yeah, you might... When you go on vacation for a month, they may be like, oh, well, I need to find someone else because I need to be seen weekly. Um, but even with the people that do see their clients weekly and really need those weekly sessions Really connecting with some colleagues in the area that see similar clients and almost like trading off whenever it's like, hey, when I'm on vacation, I have these three trusted colleagues that my clients can contact while I am out of the office. And I know that they're going to provide them with really great support and also coming up with uh, just those really great crisis plans for the clients to utilize while you're unavailable.
1: Yeah, those are crucial And I think we as therapists also struggle with asking for feedback um, in sessions. And I do that a lot. You know, how is this feeling? Do you feel like we want to meet weekly every other week as vacations come up? How are you feeling about me being out of the office? And again, checking in and reiterating that they have provider choice and that I do have a list of trusted referrals in my network. And that's why networking is also so crucial to build up referrals so that you can send people to the appropriate places. But we also just need to take care of ourselves. If you're feeling like I can't step away because that's client abandonment, I want you to maybe revisit your own therapy or really reflect upon that because you are not going to dictate your client's recovery processes or their healing processes. You can be a part of it, but at the same time, you cannot be the everything for them. And they shouldn't need you to function. They shouldn't need you to get through their day. They might need you an hour of their week to reiterate or reflect or hold space or teach skills. But at the end of the day, I want to just say again that we are working ourselves out of a job. We should be working towards helping our clients heal and then have autonomy and feel empowered to be able to work on themselves with the skills that we've worked on together.
0: Yeah, and I love what you said about the um, oh what was I thinking of? I totally drew a blank. Oh my goodness. So embarrassing. Okay. But I'll think of it in a minute.
1: <laughs> I can keep talking. So it's 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 okay. <laughs> I've got lots to say about this. Um, you know, one thing too is like I think there's a scarcity mindset and this fear that if I step away, I'll never get a referral again because I won't be available to answer calls. And that's really not true, you know. It comes with having good auto responses and clear messaging on your voicemail and on your email, letting people know, hey, I'm out of the office from this time to this time. I will be returning calls and emails at this day. What I would not say is I'm out of the office July 10th to the 24th. I'll call you back. It's like you have to be clear in your messaging. When will you respond? When will you call people back? Give people realistic and transparent expectations. Um, And then if people want to work with you, they're going to wait for you to come back and call them. And if they don't and they need someone sooner, that's also okay. But that doesn't mean that you're never going to get a client referral ever again because you may be taking lengthy times off or vacations. (laughs) I mean, the constant thought, right, is like people go on maternity leave and paternity leave. And maybe their clients transition elsewhere, but then they come back to their businesses and continue to build their caseload up again. So it's just a common occurrence where we need to step away from our businesses.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like what you mentioned about just managing those expectations just with your voicemail and email autoresponders. And I have, since I started my practice, I keep adding time to that as to when I will respond. And I know that I am totally different from a lot of therapists out there because a lot of the work that I do with clients is more psychoeducational and I'm just teaching skills and it's not um, something that is really acute. So, um, I think it started out with, I would, you know, respond within 72 hours, not counting weekends. I just had that on my email, um, just so they could have that expectation that I'm not going to be getting back to you in two hours. Um, and I've since changed that because the clients that I work with are more coming, uh, to get some education, then I do have on my voicemail and email that because I value self-care and because I really want to give my all to my current clients, you can expect um, a response back usually within a week. Um, And some people may be like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. And that's okay. You may have a practice where... It's, it's a good idea to get back to your potential client leads within, you know, 48 hours. But just be able to put that on there so it can manage expectations and people know uh, when they can expect you to reach back out.
1: Yeah, that's that's well said. You know, we need to model healthy boundaries and we also need to model just healthy communication so that people have realistic expectations in terms of what's going to be happening in the therapeutic relationship. And that's gonna look different for everybody and every provider. We can't all do things the same way because our visions and our styles are not the same. So I think it's important to, again, just transparent communication all the time, check-ins throughout the therapeutic relationship and you know, honoring the part of you that got into private practice ownership for a reason like you didn't get into private practice to recreate your agency job. And if it means you wanna work three days a week and take four days off every week, that can also be really powerful and empowering and also restorative.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It may be that you're someone that maybe doesn't like to vacation or travel a lot. So you're thinking like, what, eight weeks, 12 weeks a year? Like, that's not for me. I don't know what I would do with myself. Um, But you can translate it into, you know, the way you do your weekly schedule. Because a lot of times, I know a lot of therapists that take Fridays off, but then it ends up being a catch all day. And they're just, they're still working on Fridays. So that really doesn't give you um, a break. So even thinking about taking two days off a week, even if you worked, say, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then you could have maybe Friday as that catch all day where you get caught up on your notes, paperwork, and maybe can um, do some networking, but maybe have Wednesday as a protected day where it's like, nothing gets scheduled on that day. And that way you could have, and if you have that every week, you've got your Wednesday and you've got your weekend and maybe you've got your Friday where you're not seeing clients that can be really restorative over time. And um, you just have that space to, to relax, to get caught up and to do the things that you need to do for your own well being.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Time off doesn't need to look like consecutive weeks, you know, traveling and, and, being all over the world. I mean, I certainly feel fortunate to have been able to do that over the last couple of years, but it can just be looking like chunks of time and time to step away. Um, Sometimes it can look like just getting an Airbnb in your town or a little bit outside of it to go disconnect, to go work on other parts of your business and stepping away from doing clinical work. So it doesn't have to look like shutting off the world and just being like, I need to be meditating and mindful of my process. But I do think that travel pushes the envelope for us and allows us to expand our cultural cultural awareness. Because I think as helping professionals, we need to constantly be recognizing our privileges and also the cultural diversity that exists. So traveling really helps us expand our worldview.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've played around on my schedule a lot, and it's um, it's evolving, and it's okay. It's not that you have to pick a schedule and stick with it. Um, I do have, and I'll mention it at the end of the episode as well. But I created just a free download of schedule templates where you can play around with different schedules and what it would look like if you you know took two days off a week and how that could look, or even if you decided to do one week off a month where you work three weeks, you're off a week, you work three weeks, you're off a week. And that can be really restorative. And maybe you can schedule all of your uh, medical appointments and your car oil changes and things during that week. So you don't feel like everything is so rushed and busy during your client weeks. And there's just lots of different ways that you can play with your schedule and build it around your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah definitely. And, you know, I started doing the week off a month thing when COVID hit and I wasn't going anywhere because we really couldn't go anywhere, but I needed a break and I needed some time to be away from my business to focus on other business, to just like you said, take care of appointments that maybe you can't take care of when you're working all the time or working all the week, every week. So It's really helpful and it will in turn help your clients and the work that you do when you're not feeling rushed or irritated or spread way too thin. Mm
0: -hmm. That's the thing I believe that's the most important about our conversation today is about you being able to be in a good space, a good headspace for your clients, that you're not burnout, that you're not irritated, uh, that you're not stressed out, that you're not overworked. And I know that we as therapists, like we we're good at being present with our clients, even when really um, awful things are going on in our lives. And we can still hold that space, but I don't want to be so naive and thinking that our clients are never going to know. Like some of that may bleed through. And we may be think we may think that we're doing a really good job of hiding it, but you you can't do that forever. Like if you've set yourself up to where you're feeling really burnout and resentful about your job, um, that's eventually going to come through, and you're not going to be providing the best care for your clients. So I think it's so important in that you create a practice that that really works for you, so you do have that time for rest, because. Um, That may mean if you don't do that, you might only be a therapist for a few years and you're leaving the field because you're burnout. Or you can create more space, more time, and you can do this for many, many years. And just think of the clients that you're going to serve. People, I think when they first start their practices, make it more about the clients than about themselves. And I don't want to say that like in in a negative way. Of course, we want... But by taking care of ourselves and putting ourselves first, our clients are going to have a much better experience and they're going to be better taken care of. So I think sometimes that, that that gets mixed where it needs to be all about the clients to the detriment of ourselves. And we forget about ourselves and we're just so burnt out that we're of no use to our clients. Um, so that is, I think, the main reason um, that I definitely wanted you to to have you on the podcast to talk about this topic, because I see that happening a lot. And it it's not selfish to build your practice around you and do what's going to keep you healthy, because you can serve so many more clients. Because if you burn out after two or three years, how many clients did you help? And then what if you're able to stay in this field and, and retire. Even if you do something on the side, just do a little bit of therapy for the rest of your career. Imagine how many people you're going to help and how you're going to show up for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. And that might feel like a point of contention for people like, how can I build a business around my needs? But that's what being a small business owner is all about. And I think we can make this look like whatever we want it to look like. And I think that's really important to recognize. Like it doesn't have to look like someone else's business for you to own it and be successful and to feel fulfilled. And I think that if you are looking at your schedule day in and day out and like feeling frustrated or like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this today. That's a good sign that you probably need a break, that you need to step away from doing this work for a week or two and just to reset and kind of just check in with yourself about how to move forward. And I know it feels scary to restructure your schedule to meet your needs in your mental health. But I think this is an evolving, never-ending process. So like you said, the schedule you choose starting out doesn't have to be the schedule a month in or a year in. And that will probably constantly change as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can be really scary to make big changes where there might initially be um, a loss of income, or you might, uh, you know, there's going to be transitional phases where you can't just keep up what you're doing. You may be making a little bit more money right now, but you're burning yourself out and you're going to pay the price for that. So being able to take some time, even if it does mean um, scheduling fewer clients, just to figure out what you need and how you want to make your practice be more sustainable.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to see that when you're in the thick of things and going from appointment to appointment to appointment. So I, I do think that's really crucial to longevity in this career. And like you said, just the ability to help clients in a, in a more healthy, productive way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out like your new schedule, you can go back to what you were doing before. I mean, it's totally. it's as simple as that. I haven't ever heard of anyone saying that because they started working less or charging higher rates or taking more vacations that they went out of business. Usually it's the opposite that they... That they're in more demand and they are able; they don't have to worry about you know bringing in the clients as much. And a lot of that does just kind come with time and experience and getting known in your community. Kind of like the longer you're at this and you're doing a good job, the the clients are going to come. It's just in those first few years of getting started, it can be a little scary because things aren't really consistent.
1: Yeah, and that's that's definitely true. And I think if you go into this with the goal of doing more, if you're thinking down the road, I'd like to do courses or coaching or consulting or retreats or whatever, you know, focus on some art ventures that maybe you want to do. You can't do that if you're always moving from one thing to the next and you don't have the ability to create space because we can't be creative if we are constantly feeling rushed or stressed or overwhelmed or burnt out, you know, because then those off days probably look like binge watching Netflix and like Mm -hmm. doom scrolling through Facebook. I've definitely been there, but like, that's why taking a step back is so important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've definitely been there as well, where maybe in your time off, you are just staring. I remember <laughs> at my agency job, just feeling so burnt out. I would come home and just turn on the TV and just stare at it. And it really wasn't enjoyable. It was just like, I don't know what else to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like um, beyond my capacity, and this is all I can do. Um, yeah. So if you're feeling like that in your private practice probably another good indicator that it's time to take a step back and, and reevaluate.
0: hmm And if you're feeling like that and you're in private practice, no one can change that but you. Um, because at the agency job, it was like, yeah, I need this job for now. And I need to do what's expected of me in order to keep the job. So you feel a little more helpless in that. Uh, but in private practice, it's like you... You're the one that gets to make all these decisions. And if you're feeling stuck, then then you're going to be the one to get yourself out of that. And just to I just want to let people know that you know that you have the power to do that and really just believe in yourself. And it's okay to do something a little different. You don't have to do things the way that everyone else does.
1: Totally. Well said.
0: Yeah, just thinking about as we're um kind of winding down here, are there any um I don't know, any things that you want to leave the audience with that you feel is just really important for them to know about this topic?
1: I think that just keep in mind for yourselves that your practices don't have to compare to other people's and you have to do what's best for your individual situation and your family, obviously. But at the end of the day, if it can't look like, you know, traveling around the world, then it needs to probably look like taking an extra day off a week to take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, as we've said many times throughout the last 30 minutes, you are not going to last in this profession. You're going to question why you're here, what you're going to do next, probably going to feel a lot of shame around that decision too. So if you want to protect yourself, I think it's really important to start thinking about how to incorporate more time into your schedule. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I know that you've got a lot of things going on. You're going to be presenting at different places. There's a lot of things in the works. So why don't you share like all of that with our audience so they can keep up with you and all the wonderful things that you're doing?
1: Yeah. Thanks for that. And thanks for having me on again. Um, (laughs) Humble brags, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I do run a Facebook group, All Things Private Practice, and we we discuss a lot of startup questions and just cultural questions in there, too. Uh, I really am enjoying that. I also am going to be presenting at Therapy Reimagined on the topic of imposter syndrome and then Not Your Typical Psychotherapist Conference next May in Nashville. I don't know what I'll be speaking about yet. Um, and then I have some courses where I teach therapists how to start their practices It's a lot of mindset work, you know, shifting in terms of the way we think about money, the way we think about um, networking and marketing, the way we write our copy and choose our ideal clientele, but really working through the fear and the imposter syndrome and the lack of belief that we can do this successfully. So I think that's everything in a nutshell, and it feels a bit overwhelming right now, but hence why I need the time off all the time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> definitely. Yeah, work hard and play hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here and I'll put all of the links to the wonderful things that Patrick's doing in the show notes and um until next time.
1: Yeah, thank you Cindy.
0: During each episode, I'll be giving you one small takeaway action step or mindset shift. I call these acorns. Listen to episode 0 to get the scoop on what the acorns are all about. The acorn from this episode is to take a vacation. Seriously. Did you think it would be something else? I want to drive home the point that we need a break from our practice. I'm not going to say much more about this because we just had an entire episode about it, but I do want you to take some type of vacation. You can go to an exotic destination. You can take a week off and enjoy staying home and relaxing. You can do a staycation and visit local areas of interest. However you choose, just make sure you do it. As I outlined in episode 0, I'll be alternating between a fun fact and what I'm digging segment with each new episode. Right now, I'm digging birds. I recently put up a bird feeder in my backyard and I've had some beautiful birds come to visit, including cardinals and goldfinches. I've also experimented with moving and rearranging the bird feeder in several hilarious ways to discourage my other backyard friend, Squirrely Dan, from hanging on the feeder. The squirrel gets his name from a character on the show Letterkenny, which I also dig. Thank you so much for joining me today on your private practice journey for episode 24. I'll be talking about the importance of celebrating your successes, even the little ones. I'll also be celebrating mountain practice journeys, fourth birthday, and I hope you'll join in to celebrate with me. In the meantime, join me over on Instagram at mountain practice journeys. There's no way you can know how much it means to me that you choose to join me here as I share all things related to private practice. Please subscribe so you don't miss a step. For more information about this episode, visit the show notes page at mountainpracticejourneys.com slash podcast. I truly appreciate you, Trailblazers. Your mountain is within reach. Journey on.